0: Episode 67, Direcho.
1: Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, the podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, and miniatures, but always about the game's We Play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play. And with me this week, my co-host is my wife, Emily. I'm Emily. Thanks, Emily, for joining us. This is episode 67 of The Games We Play. We thank you for joining us and listening. If you are a first-time listener, we thank you for listening and for all the returning listeners. So this week, we will be talking about some games that Emily and I played over the last week or two. We also are going to be talking about some stuff that happened here in Iowa that Derecho. you. And, <laughs> I don't even know if I pronounce that right. Direct show. I'm not going to lie. I sat there with my cell phone yes. for like five minutes listening. We and then Googled I messed it. it up the first try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we we'll talked about that a little bit because that kind of impacted us here in Central Iowa. And then anything else? Uh, if you haven't been listening through through the quarantine, uh, we kind of, well, I guess it's not really necessarily quarantine. But through the pandemic right now, we're kind of having uh, special episodes just due to... Um, well, circumstances and everything else that's going on. So these are kind of brief episodes where we just talk about the games we play. Typically, we go through uh, segments, and we have more topics and shorter segments, but screw it. We can do whatever we want. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, we can.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Emily, thanks for joining again. Thanks for uh, coming on. I'm happy so, to be here. Uh, let's get things out of, uh Let's get things started here. Let's talk about our gaming goals. We talk about our gaming goals at the top of every episode uh, this year. What's your gaming goal?
0: I'm at 179.
1: And where are you at? Or no, what is your gaming goal?
0: Oh, <laughs> my gaming goal is 200.
1: Oh, okay. And then you you you, you said 179. Yes,
0: I'm like... at 179. My small goal was to get reach 200 by the end of August.
1: Well, we're halfway through August, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> might be able to do it. It might
0: I might be able to do it.
1: Yeah, we'll see here with We'll push through. Or, yeah, we'll try. <laughs> That's it. We're gaming every day. Oh, boy. Um, hey, I'm fine with that, I guess. Um, we just have to find some games that are new because I, I got a ways to go here. So I'm at 221 games of my 250-game goal. So made a lot of progress here in the last week. And 84 of those are unique. I think my goal is, what, 125, I think, something like that?
0: Yeah, for unique ones.
1: Yeah, so we can play a lot of games. It's got to be unique. <laughs> Uh, what's we a we're
0: reaching to the back of the shelf,
1: know, yeah. No kidding, <laughs> dusting off or de shrinking the dark games.
0: corners of the shelves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, actually, one of the games we did play this week are one of those games that we hadn't played, I think it was still in shrink wrap, maybe. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that. It's a little tease, it's a nice light family game. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was a lot of fun, surprisingly fun. Actually, uh, so Emily, uh, let's go ahead and actually. Let's just jump into it, then. Or do you want to talk about the derecho stuff? Want to talk about the bummer stuff early or late? Oh,
0: well, we'll do that late.
1: Okay, we'll end with uh, depressing stuff. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's jump into playing, talk about the games we played. So, Emily, was one of the games yes. that we played?
0: So, a couple weeks ago, we were supposed to be at Gen Con, boo.
1: Yeah. And
0: I was scrolling through Instagram and saw that there was a new game that had been released. Yep. I don't know if it was because of Gen Con or... I don't know. Who knows? Anyway...
1: I think it was a Gen Con release actually. Oh, yes, okay. it was.
0: I didn't know. I saw it and I thought, oh, that looks super fun. It's kind of a roll and right. Kind of.
1: I mean, it is a roll and it write. It, you it roll is. dice and you right on the board.
0: But now that our son is getting into games so much, I'm always on the lookout for games that he would like that we won't think is super boring. So I ordered it from Amazon and it came and it is really fun. Um it's called Fiverr Finden.
1: F-E, or not F, five, the number five, the E-R. Number th- yes. Finden.
0: And I think we're pronouncing that okay. We did not Google that one.
1: No, we did not. We did not <laughs> practice that one.
0: But uh, basically, you have five dice that have different shapes with different colors on them. And each person gets a, a whiteboard-esque board that has all of the shapes from the dice on the board in a random pattern. Mm-hmm. And so somebody rolls a dice and then we all just start looking for those dice in our whiteboard and have to circle them kind of like a word find, only you're finding shapes and it has to be five of them. Has to be the
1: exact five. The
0: exact five has to be unique and it has like Tetris type shapes that you look for and each shape has a certain point value.
1: Yeah, because there's only a finite number of five shaped shapes. (laughs) <laughs> five right. group shapes i guess I don't know. there's a
0: lot of fives in the game <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes um and uh and then they're all worth points right and you can only find five maximum if i remember right yes and then um whoever wants to end it or thinks they're done finding stuff can flip the timer first mm-hmm. and then that and that ends it for them they can't make any corrections or fix things or try to look for more while the other people scurry for i think it's yeah. 30 40 i think five
0: it's seconds. 30
1: seconds yeah yep yeah, your sand timer.
0: <laughs> it's a sand timer. I, it, when I was scrolling, that's what sold me it's was sand- the sand timer <laughs> for this Rolling Right game.
1: Oh man, best of both worlds: <laughs> Rolling Right and sand timers. <laughs> it
0: was meant for me.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So um, first impressions. What, what do you think about this? I mean, we played this quite a few times. Yeah, this last it week.
0: sounds really simple, but it is really fun, especially if you really like just like little puzzles. Like I love to do word finds and crosswords and I really like those Tetris type puzzly games. So I really like this game.
1: It, it, You know, I really like this one too. I was a little worried at first. I'm like, oh boy, this one's going to be like a kiddie game because it's Haba games. It is Hobba. I mean, Habba games are really good for kids but and, and they're pretty fun for adults. But the whole time you're playing a hobby game, you're feeling, okay, this is a kid's game. Yeah. This game, though, it feels like a family game. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver is, like, on the cusp of being able to like truly get the game. He's just turning seven yeah. here pretty soon. Eight year old probably is like the sweet spot where they can really start the strategy. Mm-hmm. He kind of just tries and then gives up usually after like one or two shapes. So it keeps us on our toes because he flips that timer yeah. <laughs> super quick. Oh <laughs> man.
0: He challenges us.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. This one jumped on my list of rolling rights that I really, really like this. The The whiteboards are so nice, Mm -hmm. and the scoring pad is one side of this board um, that uh, you can keep your track of score for everybody, and there's like a two times bonus round. It's really nice to be able to do it there, and and then you just erase it when you're done. No no, uh, pads of paper, pencil, whatever. You don't have to worry about any of that. Um, Pretty fantastic. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely puzzly. Oh, my word. And the more you play it, though... The better you get, I found yeah. by our last game. Your dad um, was over. Um, there's more story to that because they were out of power because of the derecho. Derecho. See, I said it wrong already. Um, uh, but uh, he was over while your mom was taking a shower at her house. Um, and I realized how much, like, how easier it was after we. I think it was our fourth or fifth time playing, maybe. Yeah. Um. So definitely. Definitely has a learning curve, which is great, because the more you play it, the better you get at it. Opposed to a lot mm-hmm. of roll rights, sometimes it comes down to luck. There's really no luck to this. This is really a lot very skill-based. Yeah. I really like that.
0: And I do think there is replayability, because you always just want to get better at it.
1: Yeah, and there's two sides of the board. There's the asymmetric, where everybody's board's different, or the one that's the same. And then there's a challenge mode, where I think every round you can only draw one shape, and then the shape stays there between rounds. As opposed to the other game mode, you try to find up to five or five unique shapes. And then you erase them. And then you try again with the next roll. With this one, it stays on there. So by the end of the game, you're, yeah, it's, it's a little trickier trying to figure that out. And trying to maximize points is the big thing. Because some shapes are a little more complicated. And you want to find those. They give you four or five, five? four points anyway you get my four point. points yeah so you're always on the lookout of those but they're a lot harder to find while the, some of the basic shapes are a lot easier to find and you usually find them first and those are only worth one point so the better you get at this and I find Emily and I when we're playing I'm always searching now trying to find those more complex <laughs> shapes because Emily just kicks my butt in this game <laughs> I got really close last time I got yeah. really close last time. We should
0: play just the two of us.
1: <laughs> yes, we should, actually. And then you get a bonus point for flipping the timer, too, and then there's the mm-hmm. time two's mode, So there's some strategy to it. Yeah. I really like this game, actually. And I really
0: like how easy it is to pull out. Like, we're getting ready for supper, and we can play a quick game while supper's cooking or mm-hmm. right before bed for Oh, after dinner? And, yep. Yeah. Yep, we've done that quite so a few times. I find that it's hard to find games like that that are quick, easy to pull out, but also are good. And fun. And fun.
1: And want to play it again and yes. again and again and again. Yep. Yeah. So highly recommend it. Fiverr Finden by Haba Games. It literally just came out two weeks ago. Um, it was one of the Gen Con releases. Highly recommend it. Definitely jumped up on our list of rolling and rights and uh that says a lot considering some of the yeah. roll rights that we play.
0: Oh, how far you've come. Oh, I
1: know. A year ago, I hated roll rights. Now, You're welcome. Now I love them.
0: You are welcome.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, reminds me. Uh, so, news that came out of Gym Con that I didn't catch is they just announced three times as clever. Oh. So, it's the third in the just or. The Clever series? The Clever Roll and Write series, yes. Take
0: my money. Where do I sign up? No,
1: no, shut up and take my money, for sure. We're big fans of Twice as Clever. Oh, yeah. And so, I think I literally did a fist pump when I saw the news, (laughs) and then I came running upstairs. I might have jogged. I mean, not literally ran. I probably jogged a little bit. Maybe a little run. I'm not sure. A jaunt? I might have been out of breath when I get upstairs. But... Between my gasp of air um, from my my light walk, I mean, um, I told Emily about it. I was pretty excited. She did not respond the way I thought she would. She was like, "Oh, that sounds cool," but was not as excited and jubilant as I, I was. I am but. so
0: sorry for my lack of enthusiasm. You might have interrupted me in something I, I
1: probably remember, was.
0: <laughs> and I couldn't understand you. when you're like,
1: <sighs> "Okay, no, I'm just I mean." <laughs> I'm not out of breath from walking up the stairs.
0: I'm totally joking.
1: <laughs> no, but uh, really excited about that. That That is coming. They don't have a date, but it's coming out uh, this year in 2020. So really excited. Big oh, fan that's of those good. games. Big fan of those games. Yes.
0: I'm so excited.
1: All right. So moving on, let's talk about another game we played. So one game that we played was, um, we're going to stay along the family Route the fa- the family games that we alluded to. So New York, nineteen oh nine. So one. Oh, did I say that again? I keep saying that every time I play this <laughs> game. Nineteen oh one. So turn of, of the century, and it's uh it's set in New York. The style is that you're claiming plots in New York City, and you're building skyscrapers. Um, that's basically, and mm-hmm. you get points for building skyscrapers. Um, really.
0: And you get to blow up skyscrapers. You can demolish
1: skyscrapers, yes, you can. And uh, that's actually part of a good strategy. But really surprised by this game, actually. We had, like, one night. We're like, "Eh, let's just play something quick and light. But let's get a unique game in. Emily comes up with this one. I think we've had this one for six months. So, yeah, easy premise to play the game. Uh, Just quick turns. Uh, That's what I really like about this game. And the artwork, the, the theme and... The aesthetics to the game is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pull out the board and you're like, wow, I mean, this feels like early 20th century, you know, turn of the century. And
0: all of the buildings in the game are actual buildings that were in New York.
1: Yeah, that's what's which really is super cool. super interesting. Yeah, it is very cool. And so the game is really easy to play. It essentially. Um, it's kind of reminds me of uh, of the Ticket to Ride and other games yeah. where there's four cards out in a pool, and on your turn, you can pick one of the cards. And uh, by doing that, you're claiming a plot of land. Every card in the deck uh, corresponds with a pair of um, squares, or they're called territories. There's some two-space ones and some three-space ones, and, and, and there are all the different colors, the districts, if you will. And you're basically just claiming those, and when you claim the card, you get to put your worker out. On the board, we joked around though. It's a worker. It's not a worker placement, but you're placing workers out, which is kind of ironic because the guys you put out, they are workers. Like they have a steel beam. And- it's literal workers. <laughs> They're literal workers, but it's not a worker placement. <laughs> anyway, it's neither there. Uh, so you're putting your your guys out, and then you have the option to build. Uh, So you can you have a variety of these buildings. They're all what cardboard shapes kind of polynomial shapes. You know you got twos and threes and fours and fives and different shapes and uh, you basically can place them on any territories that you own. Now you can leave your workers out there to try to get the bigger shapes which obviously would give you bigger and more points when you place it. Um, But there's some restrictions on if you achieve silver or gold because you you have silver and gold buildings and you might roll now. Anyway, neither are there, but uh, it's that simple. And then on uh, on your turn, instead of picking a card out, you could demolish uh, other buildings that you own so you can build bigger and better buildings on there. And it's really cool that you get to score when you place it. So demolishing buildings does not feel bad in this game. So it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing anything to build these bigger and cooler buildings, um, you get to score them twice. And so that's right. actually part of the strategy. Is like, yeah. okay, I'm going to build all these small, dinky two, three-point ones early in the game so I can get up to my silver gold status for building, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to replace them with all the big buildings. Yeah. Um, the... So I mean it's pretty fun, pretty basic, but there 's some strategy there, a little territory control a little bit, and you can block each other and and it, it feels <laughs> yeah. like you're like usually on every turn you 're like, "I want two or three of those cards, but you have to pick one so there's always something you can do, and um the replayability it was something after we started reading i'm like, ooh, is this going to be?" Good to play this over and over, uh, but in the game there's randomized streets that come out, and what those streets do is they give you bonuses for how many buildings or who ha- has the most buildings touching those streets, their various streets. So um, that kind of changes with the replayability and strategy every game. And then there's a special card that comes out that gives you special scoring bonuses depending on a, a myriad of different things in the game, um, and that does definitely change it up enough that. It feels a little different. You can't go with the same strategy every time you play the game. And right. And I really like that. And then you uh, you also have those little special action cards that each player gets one time every game. You can choose to flip it and do something special. So it might be something like build two buildings this turn, uh, grab two cards this turn instead of one, or wipe the whole row of cards and try to get a better, you know, something you're looking for. Um and uh, all that stuff combined makes it actually very enjoyable, very approachable family game. This is this is a game that I could see us pulling out with um, introducing games to couples or families. Yeah, that they're like, ooh, we we just kind of play, you know, Monopolies. We kind of play Uno, Phase Ten, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, mass market type of games
0: or if someone really likes ticket to ride or
1: yeah or we just play ticket to ride or something like if somebody had like i play ticket to ride oh i mean this this game yeah it gives you kind of the same feel but mm-hmm. I, it's less random and i really like it
0: yeah you're in more you're in control more of your game
1: A lot more strategy. And you kind
0: of know a little bit more what other people are doing and you know how to block people.
1: Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of blocking. I mean, well, unless
0: you're our six year old son that just straight off the bat, just straight up blocks you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had starting spots, and I had this this district, this whole block wrapped up, except for the three spot that hadn't come out. And of course, after you took it, the next card that came out, the next card that came out was a three uh, territory one. He grabs it now. All granted, all of the three territories were available for that color. There's three of them, and he just picks the one that's next yes. to me, <laughs> even though he doesn't even have a shape that could fit that spot. Nope. he's still gonna put he it. He just there.
0: wants to block you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. brutal yeah it was brutal i still won though via tie because <laughs> i got the biggest yes. building
0: yeah we played the whole thing just a tie that's 72 and points and because he had the bigger building he I, won. i
1: beat you by like 60 feet i think <laughs> <laughs> oh, but still overall, really good game. Uh, very approachable. The only thing that might be a minus, it's a four-player game. Um, that could exclude some families or, yeah. or situations. But I think it's definitely a game that we could pull out with other couples and play a four-player game really easily. Yes. So highly enjoy this one. Um, I think this is Blue Orange Games, which mm-hmm. Blue Orange, Uh, I've, I like a lot of their games. You know, they did King Domino. So they have a lot of good... Family games, I would highly recommend this. Again, this is not like earth-shattering hobby game that's no. like fundamentally changing the game, but it's just a nice, good, solid game to add to your library for families. Or if you're a family and you're looking for something new to kind of mix it up from your from your ticket to ride or um, looking for uh, introduce another game into your repertoire for um, you know introducing games to new people or family. This is the I, this is a great game to do it.
0: Is it an older game too?
1: You know, I think it came out just a couple years ago. I think okay. it was 2017, 2018. Um, and I think we got it really cheap at half price. I was going to say,
0: I feel like we, had a, we got it really on sale or something. I think they're
1: doing like their 20 or 30% off. And oh, okay. it's not an expensive game by any means. Um, and so I think we got under twenty dollars. I think it was fifteen nice. or something like that. So but anyway, we uh got the shrink off of that, played it for the first time, and I think we played it again, uh twice, one time since we first played it earlier in the week. Yeah. So um yeah, good game. Mm-hmm. Well, highly recommend it. That was New York nineteen oh one. And I got it right this time. <laughs> I did I didn't did consult did my notes. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily, so what's the third game, the last game that we're going to be talking about today? We
0: played Everdell Spirecrest. So it was Everdell, the base game, and then the Spirecrest expansion.
1: Yep, and this just came out this year, I believe. I think the first copies were available at conventions, maybe Essen or Gen Con, um, but we, what, we backed it back in October of last year, maybe? Mm-hmm. I uh, think we got
0: it, like, in January. It was a kickstart.
1: Oh. Yeah, it came out in January, February, kickstart, maybe in March,
0: and maybe it was March.
1: Um, so we got a maybe little earlier. April. <laughs> it was during the pandemic. I don't know. Uh, but we got it. Um, and this was the, a Kickstarter that we got with the other expansion called Belfair, which we thought was just a strictly five, six player expansion. Turns out there's extra stuff in there, so we'll have to play that. We'll have to play that, yeah. So, oh darn, another uh, Everdell game. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Spidercrest. What makes this uh, different for those who've actually played Everdell?
0: Uh, there is an extra mountain range, I would say, that you put at the bottom of your board. Yep.
1: It's like another independent board next it to it. It also
0: adds new meeples and bigger meeples that you can ride on. Like that are,
1: big meeples. Uh, like
0: be- like elk and bears.
1: <laughs> and a... Uh, uh, you, what, what did Beats you have? A wolf? bears. They'll start collecting <laughs> Uh, uh yes, I
0: was, I was a purple owl that was riding a white wolf Cause around, of course. because why not?
1: Yeah, I think the idea here was on your journey, you discovered, uh, this, these larger critters that are like much bigger. They're like, I don't know, two or three times taller than your little worker meeples, and Um, You don't necessarily have to ride them. They just replace your workers. So they're like an upgraded worker that have special abilities that Mm -hmm. your other workers can't do. But they include saddles, like plastic saddles, that then your worker can ride on top of it. Why why not?
0: Because they technically replace kind of one of your workers.
1: But it's so cool. It's
0: so so cool. cool. I mean... It's so cool.
1: (laughs) There's so many different animals between all the expansions and the collector's editions that we got from the Kickstart. I think there's 15 different animals that we got that you can can play as, and um, they range everywhere from like moles to like-
0: Every woodland creature you can think of.
1: Hedgehog to turtles to owls. Frogs. Fox. I don't know. I don't even know. It's pretty adorable, Can you even
0: imagine playing six players, though?
1: Yeah, it's a long game. Forever, That'd, That'd be like a two and a half hour game. That's a lot. For sure. Well, we'll find out when we play the the Belfair expansion, maybe sometime with But
0: them. I don't know that we'll ever have six players play no, game.
1: No, we'd have to set something up. But man, it's such a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that adds the board and then it adds the creatures. So there's like journey cards that you get during the, the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it also
0: but, adds extra expeditions for your character or like at the end of your game oh that's do. right you
1: do you you kind of you draft if you will expeditions that's right mm-hmm. i forgot about that
0: which is kind of nice because at the end of the a regular game of everdell sometimes you can have a lot of resources left with nothing to do with them right and so this kind of gives you an avenue to use those leftover resources on an expedition to get more victory points
1: Yes. Which is nice. I mean, there's some prosperity cards in the base game that you can get that... I think there's only a couple, though, that say, hey, you get extra victory points for every like couple berries you right. have or something like that. Yeah. But there's nothing consistent that those resources basically go the waste. And by the end of the game, if you do it real well, you usually have a lot of extra resources that you're just throwing away uh, for nothing. And so the, I did like that with the expedition is that... Uh, they have requirements to be able to pass the, or move through the expedition or, yeah, they're called expedition. And then you get those victory points with them. Um, And they're steep costs. And, right. But you get a lot oh, of victory yeah. points. Yes, they are. It might be like four berries, but you get six victory points, which doesn't yeah. seem like a lot. But that is actually a pretty significant amount of victory points. Um, Considering most of the cards that you're playing in your city are, what, one to three victory points, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um and so six victory points adds up, especially when you get four expedition cards and they're all are expedition tiles and they're all anywhere from four to I think some of them like were eight for the really crazy ones. Um what else did it add? It added something else. Oh um, the oh, weather.
0: I was just gonna say that yeah, the extra challenges in the season.
1: So yeah, it adds weather for each of the seasons. So for if you haven't played Everdell, it's basically um that you're playing through three seasons and it's a um, it's an engine building right with cards that you're playing out in front of you and building your your little town, your animal creature town or city. I don't even know what, what it's called. But uh those cards give you things like bonuses and, and resources, and it's kind of it's definitely engine building. And so you play over multiple seasons and you get more and more workers throughout the season. So with this game, it adds a condition for that season. So if you're in that season, the and they're all bad <laughs> from the looks yeah. of it. Uh, so it makes it really difficult. It actually,
0: it makes it harder for sure.
1: Um, which is good and bad because if if you've ever played Everdell, and you might have the same experience, but the first time you play Everdell is like, holy cow! Like, yeah, how, it's
0: a lot to take in.
1: You only get three workers to start the game, and you, and you only get six workers by the end. And the only way you can pick up your workers is basically go on to the new next season. It feels like the first time a couple of times you play the game, I don't have enough guys to do it. How am I right. supposed, I'm supposed to be able to build 15 buildings and creatures in my city? This is impossible, especially when they all cost so much. Mm-hmm. But you do it. Like So we played with Jamie and Chris. So I think we talked about the last podcast that Chris and Jamie came over. Uh, for those who, ha- this is your first time listening, Chris is the co other co-founder of the Games We Play podcast. So we started this together. And, um, he's on, uh, he'll be on next week, but we, they came over and played and, um, I kind of forgot like how that game feels that first round where you just yeah. don't feel like you can do anything. It is
0: tough. It, I have to say like, until we played it this last couple of times, I really did not like it. I loved the theme of it, but I always just felt so, I don't know, like my hands are tied. Like I'm, I, there's nothing I can do. I only have like two workers to place. Yep. So that's really hard to get into a game that you feel from the very beginning just defeated.
1: Yes. It's a a bizarre feeling. I've never gone into a game that I like so much. No, now I like so much and feel that way about the game usually it's the opposite you go into a game you're like oh this is pretty cool and then you realize halfway through oh this is it like ew. right or ooh, like oh this weird oh that card came oh that card is broken or feels not good or ooh, this doesn't feel balanced because you could just do this and it feels cheap right mm-hmm. this game feels the opposite you go and you're like uh what am i missing something i'm like yeah. what am i doing wrong right right but this last time when you played, holy cow, you kicked all of our teeth and like you, <laughs> like we were all done with the last season. Emily's just going like uh, it was, it was crazy. Um, Emily, yeah, so it does. It this there's definitely a learning caves curve. Definitely a learning curve. So with this expansion, man, it is not for it is not for the faint of hearts. It's not. No, it is not. It, it is, is, is not for new people.
0: Not a new like, yeah, it's not a game you just introduce to a new. Yeah, gamer. If, hey,
1: hey, you want to play or no? Anybody like, hey, you want to play Everdell? Let's play Everdell with Spirecrest. No, don't don't make Spirecrest the first time somebody plays it because not only is it tough on the onset, but then you get then you get some of the storms like they come out. I think one of the right. there was this actual storm for one of the season. And it said that every time you played a card, you had to discard a card, which <laughs> it was like the first season. And you're like, oh, oh boy, how am I supposed to do this? And I think the second season we got where you put a worker to gain resources, which are pretty scarce in this game. That um, you got one minus one resource mm-hmm. when you did it. It was, wow. That's or, yeah. very punishing. Very and
0: discarding punishing. discarding
1: cards. Oh man. Oh, it was tough. Um, So not not a game for first time playing Everdell, but for a veteran Everdell player, I actually really liked it. Uh, the Storms were probably my least favorite thing, yeah. but I really liked the challenges and the Expedition. It definitely gave a value to the endgame. Re- I don't know about you, Emily, like when we played with Jamie and Chris, opposed to when we played Spirecrest, on that last season, you're just kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going for the biggest points. Right. The last season felt very like you had to be very intentional cuz you had to set yourself up for the expeditions yes. and then cuz that was going to be a lot of points when you play it normally that third season's kind of like all right. Well, I only have one or two spots left, so I am just going to like put all my dudes and discard a bunch of cards to get those extra yeah. journey victory points. Which mm-hmm. feels not very good. That your whole last season it's anticlimactic. It is. You built up to all this just to get a bunch of cards and discard them all just yeah. to get victory points. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel great. The, it, this definitely ramps up the last season. It makes it it, it gives mm-hmm. it the same feeling as the first and second season of of the game, where it yeah. feels like yes, I am progressing towards something and I'm paying off sorry that was a lot of words for that game but overall really liked it um like the new animals i like the new board the cards i love those big critters like holy cow it's so cool it's so fun like they did really cool things like the 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 wolf you gave you could go to occupy not open spots which is really cool and i was looking through the other critters they give you a bunch of special abilities i think
0: wasn't didn't you have one Oh yeah, I you had. You got to use a spot twice or something. Yes,
1: I had. I, so one, of them, I got a card that allowed me that if I had a worker on any spot, like any spot in the game, that I can move my guy from the that spot to that card and take the spot that I just moved from action again. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you pair it with, I think I got like one of those unique cards, those ends or something that allowed you to build something for minus three cost. I got to do that twice per turn. It got really silly. But you got you had cards like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt that you could combine that with the other things. But you really had to know what you're doing. That's why this game's definitely not for a newbie Everdell player. You want to know Everdell pretty well to yeah. know which cards have a lot of value to be able to be like, oh, I could totally combine that. Because you can. And it, it sometimes feels a little broken, but we both got abilities and cards to do that. And that's why I really, really liked it. Really liked it. It was really good, and that's why they have the storms to offset it. So mm-hmm. even though you have really cool things you right. can do, you're doing it out of penalty, and you're having to work your way around and plan ahead, so it's not as big of a handicap for yourself. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, two thumbs up. I'd say, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun. Any other thoughts on Spirecrest?
0: I don't think so. I it makes me excited to play Bellfair.
1: Me too. We looked at that because it has modules, and then it gives it gives uh, the different animal. I don't want to say races, like different species. I don't know. Whatever. The different animal <laughs> factions. I don't factions. know. It gives each one Come of those. Come on, st- back to
0: like, what, seventh grade science <laughs> or whatever?
1: Uh, Genus, uh, species, yes. uh, in a new, you know, I don't know. Uh, biology. Was ter- I was terrible at biology. I hated it. I hated <laughs> biology. Chemistry. I love chemistry.
0: Biology. So I hated chemistry, Very- which is kind of interesting because I do use chemistry in my job every day. There
1: you go. <laughs> Should have been paying attention. I guess so. Next time uh, somebody's hair doesn't come out. No. Oh, brother. Should have paid attention to chemistry. No, oh, sure. my goodness. I'm kidding.
0: Chemistry is different. No. Awesome it's, school. Yeah,
1: no, I know. It's completely different. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Oh, the species. Yes. Anyway, it, it adds modules and other things like that and another board. Um, It looks like it's going to be pretty cool. And I think if you combine that with the other expansions, maybe we'll do like a Belfair, Pearl Brook. Spirecraft Mega expansion. game. Oh, my word. That thing would... I don't even think that thing would fit on our table. I don't know.
0: We might have to play upstairs. We might uh, have
1: to. Although that table's pretty tool. skinny. It's just really long. We might have to get up from your chair to like walk uh, around. just What? Uh, i run to draw cards, but never mind.
0: I'm just too lazy to get out. By
1: third by third season, I'm sweating out of breath. <laughs> Got to go change it's my clothes. It's a club. workout and a game. <laughs> there we go. Got to slap on some extra deodorant for that. Oh, my <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So anything else you want to talk about, Spidercrest? It was a lot of fun. I don't think so. Yeah. Check was, out our, check out our pictures on Instagram. There are some cool ones. Yes. <laughs> if you want to see that wolf family, Emily was riding with her owl. <laughs>
0: My owl just joined a pack of wolves.
1: Because that's the content you're looking for on Instagram.
0: A, a Owl riding a wolf.
1: So that's something to say. They the day. They're the best
0: of friends.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on. So Emily, that was the games we played for this last week. Yes. Sweet. So let's move on. Let's just talk about a little news here real quick. That What's going on here in Iowa and what, how it's affected us and, and whatnot.
0: It was a crazy week.
1: <laughs> how do we even go into this? I don't even know how to talk. I don't even know how to go on this. Uh, so I'll just start. So this, uh, you might not, I almost guarantee you probably haven't heard about this. But uh, this last week here in Central, well, not even Central, Iowa, all Iowa, of Iowa. The whole <laughs> pretty, state. Pretty much the whole state. Uh, uh, there was a thing that came through called Derecho. Derecho? Derecho?
0: If you Google it.
1: Yeah, I think I pronounced it right. Uh, derecho. I'm nope. pretty sure that's what it said. Nobody's ever heard of that before this week. Yeah. I think somebody just we, pulled it. We're up.
0: all learning new things. Yeah,
1: I suppose so. Uh, so it's a type of storm. It's basically a land-locked hurricane. Yes, that came up. Um, so the wind in the middle
0: of the country, in
1: the middle of the country, and without notice, like it happened within a half an hour. Yeah, like there was I no. Was- notice like it was just like hey there's a severe thunderstorm like okay well we get those all the time who cares
0: i was getting ready to go to the pool and i like took the trash out or whatever and (laughs) the sky's dark i was like oh we should probably wait a little bit
1: (laughs) little did we know uh so what it was was basically category two category three hurricane winds sustained so we're talking um 80 80 mile 100. per hour sustained uh winds with gusts up to 100 I think they even mm-hmm. recorded up to 125 I somewhere I think so yeah um sustained for like 30 40 minutes um the storm pretty much blanketed the whole state of Iowa it popped up within a couple hours um and we didn't really have much for notice and
0: We didn't have any
1: yeah, we just. I didn't got, even know it was supposed to they rain. They just said severe thunderstorm. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, we're getting this diamond done. Whatever. So, yeah, that rolled through um, on Monday afternoon. That um, no, was, was Monday like, morning. It was Monday morning at yeah, midday. And um, we did lose power for close to 40 hours, I think, all said and done. Um, we had relatives and friends that just got their power back six days later, five days later yeah. on that Saturday. Um, yeah. And I know there's still people, especially in eastern Iowa, got yep. hit really hard, too, uh, that are without power. I mm-hmm. know some people up in Ames, north of us.
0: Some people lost their houses.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and they're estimating about 40% of all the crops were lost, which is a lot. And That's a lot. Um, considering Iowa is the number one producer for the United States of corn, soybeans, eggs, and uh, pork. Um that's a big deal when that you is. lose that much. Uh, I've corn. never
0: seen the corn look like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going around Facebook, and it, you might not have seen it or not, but there's satellite images showing before and after the storm, and you can visibly see across the state of Iowa the crops that felt like it's a different mm-hmm. color, it's and a different green. You just you just drive out in the country, and literally these these crops are just, these these cornfields are just they're just flat. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. I've seen so many different. Um, barn. I saw a full, huge barn that was that slid off of its foundation. Yeah, you just drive around um the city we're in, and it's it, you know it's a metropolitan city, but we're talking like every single block, not trees, trees, fences, there was, roofs.
0: There's just power lines down everywhere, just laying on the ground,
1: literally laying on the ground, all over the place. Roads all,
0: were closed all over.
1: Tons and tons of roads were closed. Um, for for damage, for, you know, lights down. I mean, the, the the number of just just things like even the street signs at the end of your block, you know, where it has like, hey, it's this street and this street, where it's just like a four by four post. Like, those were literally snapped in half.
0: All the stop signs were down.
1: Literally snapped in half. Signs, I saw a speed limit sign that was attached to a big metal pole, and it was shredded off of the pole like the pole was still there but the the sign like shredded away from the two bolts that were holding it together just crazy stuff um so many fences so many trees people houses were were destroyed or severely damaged and it's really bad and it's just not getting national attention um so um it's kind of crazy um yeah uh, yeah i mean everybody's you know everybody's helping out each other and neighbors Mm -hmm. are helping neighbors and a uh, couple times this week, you know, we I was out and. Helping uh, cut up and lift limber, I'm just like super sore. <laughs> super, I probably lost like five pounds this week just the <laughs> amount of work I've done, and how much I sweated out, and it's been super hot and humid. But
0: and I was back home like well, feeding people and letting people take showers. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Several nights of people coming over, laundry. showers and laundry, and our freezer was completely full to the brim with people's frozen food. And yeah. um, thankfully, we had some friends in in town that did not lose electricity, that we were able to put our frozen food mm-hmm. out for the day and a half that we had. So our day and a half um was uh was really short. So we're thankful yeah, for that, yes. um, cuz it was pretty miserable. That one day was just absolutely yeah. miserable. It was so hot, no electricity, um couldn't work or anything like that cuz you know, we're working remotely from home. It's just been crazy. Yeah. So, um anyway, just uh keep uh keep the people of Iowa in your thoughts and prayers cuz mm-hmm. it's it's been pretty crazy. I know um, it's hard to say what the final cost is going to be because people are still recovering from it. Right, uh, a week later, and I know people listen that live on the coast. They're like, "Ah, oh, it's just a Category Two hurricane." But the the problem is, is we didn't have any notice. Uh, no. Those people get like a week notice. They can board up stuff. They can pull stuff in. They can stock up on generators mm-hmm. or food or non perishable good, goods. Um, nobody. Nobody And our
0: trees aren't really meant for this kind of storm.
1: No, and like, even building code, like so many, our, our houses aren't built to right, withstand that. So many
0: trees were just like literally the roots and everything came out of the ground and just laid down.
1: Yeah, gi- giant oaks just completely upended. Like mm-hmm. huge hundred year old trees fallen. Mm-hmm. Um it's pretty insane. It's like a it, it looks like a war zone. Mm-hmm. Um there's some even some of these smaller communities um still don't have electricity on. They couldn't even some couldn't even get out of town. Ah, uh, because of just the amount of electric and uh, and lines down that are blocking it it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. And then mm-hmm. yeah, so um, anyway,
0: yeah. that's what we've been living through. That's
1: what we lived through. and we still were able to play some games this week and uh, record the podcast. yeah, um so yeah, that that'll when this comes out, that was a week ago, I guess, yeah, um, kind of crazy. but mm-hmm. it's been a long week, really trying week, a lot of uh, friends and family. it's it's been hard to you know see them struggle through stuff and mm-hmm. um heck even for a whole 24 hours like we didn't even have cell phone service
0: yeah ev- yeah our power went out but also our cell phones went down there were, there was just no way the to text com- the to call to communicate no with internet. anyone we didn't know if everyone was okay
1: and and then it would go up and down like for spurts of two minutes where we'd get like a million text messages and like try to respond back to people being like yeah we're okay and then they wouldn't go through mm-hmm. um that's tough um but even if we had landlines, like all the landlines were out too from like right. even local business, we went to try to get they were having a dinner special and we went to get it and their phone lines were still that was down.
0: Like five days later. That their was, phone lines were still yeah, down. Yeah, five
1: days later their phone line for a business was, was down. Um kind of crazy, especially in pandemic time. So yeah. anyway, um that it's been it's been quite a week for us. Been quite a week. Very yeah. challenging.
0: It's the year that keeps on giving.
1: Oh man. Uh yeah. <laughs> 2020.
0: But wait, there's more.
1: Oh yeah, and football's canceled, son of them. <laughs> don't even get me started on that.
0: It's a sad world we Freaking live big in.
1: Big Ten. Anyway, Aww. um, good time. So yeah, so we'll just end it there. Have a good night. No, I'll sure go. <laughs> Um I actually don't have anything else to talk about. So that was great. Not really. Great, great decision to end on that. Oh boo! I'm just joking. No,
0: but we are so thankful that everyone's okay. Yep, we're fine.
1: We just had minor damage.
0: Yeah, um, we had a shutter rip rip off our house. That yeah, it, li- much it
1: literally ripped it in half yeah. off of the house. Like it's it was bolted in, screwed into the, like the into the rock, you know, the face, and it ripped it in half off of the house. It was just insane. It was crazy. I, comically though, it was trash day, like you said. Oh and yeah, and
0: the. I don't always so. I was doesn't on a, always storm, but would, when it does, it's trash day.
1: I was on a Zoom call for work, <laughs> and uh, it started getting really dark. And some of the people that were on the call lived in Western Iowa because it was moving west to east, and um, they they got it first. And they're like, "Uh, we need to get off this call because it's kind of severe, like eighty mile per hour winds." I was like, "What?" And so they're like, "Yeah." So they canceled the meeting. So I knew it was coming, like. 10 minutes before. I didn't I forgot it was trash day. Otherwise wouldn't grabbed the trash because uh I got upstairs and kind of told Emily and everything. Tornado sirens are going off, and so you guys went down, and then I saw the wind come in. And when that first gust of wind came in, like six uh huge trash beds came flying <laughs> down the street. I like I know it's not it's it like it's funny, but not funny, but seriously, you, you have to have a sense of humor because there's just these six and um <laughs> our neighbor <laughs> to the right which you know the wind's going that way yeah um, <laughs> she uh they have a college age daughter and she has this uh Saturn that's you know it's old you know it's a yeah. it's a beat up and <laughs> i swear all the trash cans were playing like ping pong with that with that car i think every single one of them like dinged off that car oh my goodness. it was somehow like the glass and it really wasn't that damaged too bad i think a lot of them hit the bumper but it, i mean it was kind of funny but uh her car did stop our trash cans but all the rest of the trash cans basically bumped off it and then for some reason all ended up south of our block in a big pile of like six big trash bins Mm -hmm. and then literal trash, literal trash. Everywhere. 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 Um, Thankfully, like the... the The trash, uh, the garbage collection, they came through, like the workers got off and they were like walking through the neighborhood helping pick Mm -hmm. up everything, which was really cool. Um, And then all the neighbors were out when it ended. And I mean, this was like a 45 minute storm, Mm -hmm. an hour storm. Which normally
0: they don't last that long.
1: 80 mile per hour winds at least the whole time. And um, all the neighbors were out. It was pretty cool to see all the neighbors helping pick up, find trash cans, pick up trash, pick up limbs. Um, I mean, mailboxes, like I found a mailbox two blocks down and I found the neighbor whose mailbox it was. Um, but like a mailbox blew down and then it was just crazy, crazy.
0: Yeah. Our neighbors, their deck furniture went two blocks.
1: Yes. Yeah. Down the block. These, they're really heavy, like steel furniture chairs went, yeah, two blocks down. It's just, it's crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah that thankfully that was the only damage for us, but yeah, just the amount of trees we saw on roofs and through roofs and on cars and crazy crazy stuff, so yeah, anyway, yeah. I, the trash can thing was kind of funny, of course, it would be trash day of when the it winds would be. Come, yeah. come out um yeah, I think see people are still trying to find the trash cans, who oh, knows man. where they ended up uh probably uh, a mile away if yes. anything so. I don't know, yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's been a fun episode. That's what's been going on in our lives, uh, playing games and dealing with storm cleanup with no power and food rotting in the fridge. That's that's the story <laughs> that's, of uh, yeah. Iowa right now. Um, oh, and a pandemic at the same time. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Um, so that's what's been going on. But I hope everybody else is faring well. Um. Yes. If anybody's listening to Iowa, hopefully everybody else did how much damage and everything's going well with you. Um. I think if, if for some reason you're compelled to help out or want to look for help, um, there is a, uh, I believe there's a website called Drecho Derecho, <laughs> it's like D-E-R and then Echo, right? That's how it's spelled. Yeah. Derecho 2020, somebody set up a site and it has uh, links to, you know, Red Cross, uh, not Red Cross, um, to some charitable organization that's helping cleaning up and stuff. <laughs> so if for some reason you feel like that, go there because there's a lot of people that need help. Uh, help Um, Mm -hmm. either out jobs already because of pandemic I'm on top of everything, losing all your food and in some cases drinking water in some small towns. It's kind of crazy. So um, if for some reason you feel compelled, uh, check out their website, their um, charitable contributions. I'm sure uh, people in our community would appreciate that. So we thank you for listening this week. Sorry to end on a sad note, but next week we'll be back with episode 68. Uh, Chris will be back on. We'll be catch up with him and see how he's been doing, games he's played. Emily, before we leave, any games that uh, you're looking forward to playing here in the next two weeks?
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: Put you on the spot.
0: You did put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of something we haven't played yet this year.
1: Quite a mm. few. Because we have quite a few shrink wrap yes, games.
0: Quite a few.
1: Well, I know we have a wish list. I believe oh, one yes, of those days do. that we were sitting around doing nothing, we were coming up with, I think, I, how big is that? 99 mm-hmm. games now on our wish list? Something like that.
0: Um. So the game that I want to play is buy a bunch of games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spend money and buy some new games. Because the games we don't have, right. uh, you don't want to play those. Mm-hmm. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I would like to play Belfair.
1: Yeah, I would like to get that out. That'd be fun. Play with mm-hmm. those modules. while it's fresh in our mind playing those games. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I can't see. I can't think of anything. I, I know. put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, we should be getting Pendulum hopefully in the next week or two. So I'd like Same to play that. timers. Oh gosh. Um, so I'm sure we'll have to talk about that, and then any, I guess, a bunch of new games we're going to be ordering. Emily will be talking about. <laughs> so we'll like, see
0: if it actually happens. So
1: catch up on episode 69 for that one, right? Yeah. Yep. See you there. Cool. All right. Well, we thank you for listening and tuning in. I hope everybody had a wonderful week and got some games in. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to comment, uh, send DMs, whatever, um, on our social media. You can hear that at the end. I do want to say, I think I talked about last uh, month about about streaming um, I was a little off on when we renewed on our hosting and so I missed it by like two days. So I'm gonna catch it this oh, time no. and get the get the hosting with our current one canceled and moved over to the new one, so then we can do live uh streaming. So we'll have to get that going and set up. Um but I have to get the whole podcast uh, switched over. So I'm gonna do that here this week and then cancel. So anyway, that is coming. I apologize I got delayed, it was just due to timing. Uh, with switching everything over but that'll be coming that should be kind of fun a chance to interact take calls whatever we want to do it should be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to doing it but until then until next week uh, from the games we play I am Brian and I'm Emily and keep on gaming join the conversation feel free to give us your feedback you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter at games we play pod and that's games we play pod at gmail.com